something great about the day here. It's wonderful weather for a Sunday afternoon, swelling the crowd even further. And as mentioned, it's by no means one way here the support. Benfica have a tremendous following. I think that surprises many of us who visit every year for the International Champions Cup actually just how well supported they are across the United States. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to episode 43 of Mr. Benfica. Here again, I am your host, the Mr. Mike Agustinu, and we are here at the tail end of the holiday season, the festive season, if you will, depending what part of the English-speaking world you are in. Uh, there's different names for it, but to everybody, to all the listeners of Benfica Nation, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year, anything else that you might have celebrated that I did not mention. I hope you enjoyed the season to the fullest. We got a huge... Enormous gift from our club on New Year's Eve with the news that 24-year-old German midfielder Julian Weigel was signed by Benfica. He was purchased, or his contract was purchased rather, for the steep price of about 20 million euros. That's right, he joins Benfica from Borussia Dortmund. And this is an absolute splash in the transfer market for Benfica. This is something we were all calling for, something we were all asking for. Luis Felipe Vieta, did he deliver? According to Abala today, and I'm speaking to you today, it is January the 2nd now of 2020. Abala reports that Rui Costa was instrumental in this uh, in this this transaction going down. He was instrumental in the signing of this player and th- that makes me, you know, as happy as can be to hear because way back when this team, uh, you know, when we were all all beating up on this team for their lack of movement in the transfer window, for the naive belief that we could just continue to to shuttle in academy players and be competitive at the European stage. I was critical of especially Luis Felipe Vieira, but I did mention my idol, Rui Costa, my idol growing up, Rui Costa. And I believe I said something along the lines of the last time he signed a player, I think it was Pablo Aymar. Well, Rui Costa has delivered he has delivered Benfica Nation. Julian Weigel, now a member of Sport Lisboa Benfica and the Invasia, the the jealousy, the hate of our rivals is at a fever pitch now as they this is the type of player they cannot physically go and contract. They may be able to get a guy like this on loan and you know they they're not in the situation we are in. Fortunately, and this is just an absolutely fantastic reinforcement. It's going to leave a lot of questions for what's going to happen to Benfica going forward, but that is not the topic of today's podcast, okay? So we're going to save that for another day as um, we've got plenty, plenty of episodes coming in the forthcoming weeks as Benfica have a loaded schedule, the men's football team, of course, that is, have a loaded schedule in the month of January here to start the year 2020. That's right. We are in a new decade. We are in the roaring 20s. They have returned, and I'm hoping for Benfica, it's going to be the soaring 20s. The eagle is going to soar for the next decade, as it has done for the previous, and we can continue this 
hegemony through this decade. And this is a great way to start by signing a player like this. But like I said, that is not the topic of the episode today. Today, episode 43... We're back to the ladies. That's right. It's long overdue, but it is much deserved. It is a review of Benfica ladies on the road, winning 2-0 in Braga over the Guerreiras, the defending champions. Luis Andrade's squad continues to, to, to impress, continues to be perfect in this 2019-2020 season. And they finished the first half of the season top of the table, Perfect 11 victories from 11 matches. Um, also worth noting, after the match, um, perhaps a week ago or so, Benfica were also victorious in the Portuguese Cup. They're on to the round of 16. The draw yet to be done, yet to be conducted. But when that draw is conducted and um, when we know our opponent for the round of 16 in the women's Taça de Portugal, Portuguese Cup, you know the mister will bring it to you because nobody loves Befica ladies like the mister, Mike Agostinho, that's right. And still to my knowledge, this is the only podcast covering Benfica women's football. We have another match to cover today. This was a good one. This was a tight one, a very hard-fought match on the road in the menu, okay, in, in some horrendous weather, some terrible weather, um, where we didn't have the normal, you know, huge following that we we were used to, and I think a lot of that is due to the to the the weather, but and the distance um, to to Braga to, to attend this match. But the the girls really came through. They played phenomenally um, down the stretch, and they put in a very solid, very professional performance we're going to talk about it today on this episode it's all about the ladies of course again it is Braga nil Benfica 2 all right we're gonna take a quick break to pay a couple bills and then we are gonna hear Reconquista and I will then get in to Braga Benfica round 11 of the Liga BPE Stay right there. Don't move a muscle. I am the Mr. Mike Agostinho. You can find me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. or on Instagram at Mr. Benfica. And if it's Facebook that you prefer, just search Mr. Benfica, two words, and you will see the page for the show. Stay right there. We will be right back with Braga versus Benfica. Women's football, Liga BPE, 2019-20, round 11, right here on Mr. Benfica. Passo a passo, o caminho é duro Temos muita história, mas ainda mais futuro Conto com dificuldade em cada jornada sofrida A glória da vitória tem que ser bem nutrida Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Quem não vi por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força, sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora, nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós Até que não se explica Carrega bem fica Carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós Até que não se explica Carrega bem fica Carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós Do que é nosso por direito Que não vi por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa sorte O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica Carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz o querer de todos nós, a fé que não se explica. 
And welcome back to Mr. Benfica episode 43. Let's get into the match. Let's get into the DeLorean and go back a few weeks as we travel in time to December the 15th. We are in Braga in the Minho region in northern Portugal. The old Stadio Primeiro de Maio, uh, home of Sporting Braga's women's team. And we're, these pictures are coming courtesy of BTV, of course. That's where I watch the match. And it is simply just voiceovers of the of the Canal Owns broadcast. So there were no graphics to go by. There were no... Um, there were no like statistics there was no pitch side interview no analysis no any kind of reporting other than and a straight up play by play being called by who i believe the commentators were Valdemar Duarte and Antonio Pires Vicente the usual commentary team for the Benfica women's team all right and the referee in this match was was Claudio Ribeiro of Guimarães and like I said, we are at the Primeiro de Mayo in some pouring rain, some absolutely horrible stormy conditions, and um, a small crowd as a result. But a, vo- uh, a voiceless, vociferous crowd, if uh, despite the numbers. Okay, so the, the Braga fans were there in number. Um, they were a bit louder than our fans, and I'm sure our fans were there as well. Of course, uh, Canalones. They shoot this with one main hard camera, so you really only see one side of the stadium, and of course the camera's facing the empty side of the stadium, and uh, I, you could tell there were more fans on the camera side of the stadium, but there was no camera opposite to show us any uh, images of, of that side of the stadium, but a very old stadium, cement stadium, no seats or anything, just straight rows, no bleachers, just straight cement steps. Um, very old-fashioned stadium, but um, it's got some it's got some charm to it, and it is the home, like I said, of the of the Braga women's team as well as the youth teams. Former home of the Braga men's team before the Pedreira was constructed for Euro 2004, of course. So we'll get right in to the starting lineup, starting with the home side, the defending Liga BPE champions, Sporting Club de Braga in goal. Irish international Ma- uh, Marie Horahan. They called her Mary all match. Perhaps that is the Irish pronunciation. Um, in my American dialect of English, it looks like Marie to me, but it's very possibly pronounced uh, Mary as the, the commentators continue to call her Mary throughout the match. Also, in the rest of the 11 for Braga, Ryan Machado, the Brazilian, uh, Brazilian center back, Jana. And Portuguese Diana Gomes make up the back line along with American Shade Pratt. In the midfield, you had another American, Denali Mernon, team up with Dolores Silva, Vanessa Marques, and Agatha Filipa, with Chinaza Uchendu playing up front with Hannah Keane, another American in this, in this Braga lineup. Um, there would be some substitutes in for Braga entering the match later, but those are the starters for the defending champions. While Benfica line up with Danny Newhouse returning her second game back after injury, returning in goal, Diane Silvia Ribello, Raquel Infant, and Yasmin across the back, Pauleta in the hole with Andrea Faria. Excuse me, Andrea Faria and Darlene in front of her, and the three up front: Chloe Lacasse, the Canadian; Nicole, Nicole Reisla, the Brazilian; and Caterina Amado, Portuguese player. Um, she's one of the new players making the the surprise start up front in place of of Jace. So uh, Luiz Andrade goes to a little bit of a different lineup than what than what Braga were possibly preparing for. Of course, Luis Andrade, the manager for Benfica, and Braga's manager is Miguel Santos. And as already said, very, very rainy day in Braga in this for this Super Cup rematch. And we are told right in the first minute, we are reminded, if you will, that Benfica will be without Cape Verdean forward Evie for likely the rest of the season due to a cruciate ligament tear that required surgery. Benfica are playing in their change kit, of course, the gray jersey with the red trim and lettering, black shorts and socks with red trim on the shorts and socks. 
but I got in their classic Arsenal kit. And uh, we are introduced to Braga's new goalkeeper, Marie Horahan, as I had said at the top. The Ireland international has joined Braga since we last saw this team face Mefica. She has joined from Manchester City. So a big signing for the Guerreiros there. In the eighth minute, it is Pauleta doing well to break up a Braga attack. She finds Chloe in transition, and Denali Mernon, the American, is quick to cut down Benfica's Canadian attacker and stop the counter. And if you remember back to the previous podcast where we talked about this Braga team, this is the third time now that I've recorded a podcast reviewing a match against Braga. Um, very physical team Braga is, and they use their physicality. They have some American players in there that just love to, to bash. And uh, it's it's definitely part of their MO, part of their strategy against the much more technical, much more skilled Benfica side in the ninth minute. A little bit of combo play, however, from the Garedish in the attacking third. And it is between Uchendu and Agata leading to the Portuguese midfielder. Agata having a go at goal, but her effort sails over Dani's goal. Danger averted for the time being. 12th minute, though, it's again Braga off of a throw-in. They find the Nigerian international Ochendu again down the left flank. She crosses nicely for the far post, and she finds um, she finds the on-running Hannah Keen, but the American sends the ball to the wrong side of Dani's post, and Befica fortunate to avoid disaster and fortunate to not go behind. Braga fans would have hoped that the American would have showed a little more skill on that, but uh, that's not really her, her forte. She's not really there to be skillful. She she worked hard there, made a good run, and outstretched her leg on the slide to get on the end of that cross, but she could not direct it towards goal. Went j- into the side netting to the wrong side of Donnie's post. 14th minute again, it's Ochindu on the left. Uh, this time with clever dribble, creates the space to cross. Finds Vanessa Marks, whose header is blocked by Yasmin, but the ball dies at the edge of the goal area. Dani is out with a sliding cha- challenge to, to save Ryan's effort uh, on the rebound. And that re- further rebound will fall right to Hannah Keen, the American, but she is offside, however. And... Benfica are off the hook again. It appears there was also a foul there suffered by Dani um, from the attacker from Braga. So really could have called either there. The referee, uh, Claudio Ribeiro, could have called either either the offside or the foul. Either way, um, through 15 minutes in this pouring rain, uh, the match is pretty even at this point. And I noted that, however, it has been the defending champions, Braga, that have created the opportunities to score Benfica. Um, their their control coming in the middle third mostly unable really through 15 minutes to generate any kind of attack and any kind of real goal scoring chance but in the 23rd minute it's more good combination play from the Gredish this time beginning with a nice dummy and turn by Dolores who combines with Ochindu nicely and the Nigerian has the ball poked at the final second by Sylvia Hibilu sending it out for a corner as she had an open running t- on running teammate arriving in the penalty area but the Portugal international defender's last ditch effort saves Benfica once more and Benfica's really fortunate at this point as um, they, they did start a bit slower than their rivals and Braga looking good through the first the first quarter of an hour or I should say through the first third of an hour 24th minute it's Keane again Hannah Keane the American but this time she's doing what she does best <laughs> and she imitates an NFL or rugby union defender in knocking her opponent to the soggy turf. This time, it's Kelly Funt knocked hard. And the American looks at the referee after the whistle, looking at Claudia Ribeiro, of course, in disagreement and comically points to her shoulder as if that was somehow a legal tackle. 25th minute, we finally get an opportunity for Benfica off the ensuing uh, restart. As Nicole receives the ball with her back to goal in midfield, turns and plays a perfectly weighted diagonal ball for the on-running Chloe Lacasse, and the Canadian gets a good left-footed effort at goal while holding off Shade Pratt on her back. But 
Horahan, the goalkeeper, dives to her left, gets her left hand up as she dives to her right-hand side, and the Irish international parries the ball away for the corner, ensuing corner. It is Diane with with the in-swinger. It's won by Denali Mernon, but cleared right back to Befica's Brazilian right back, who took the cor- who took the original corner, and she first times this ball back across goal. Another in-swinger. This one to the far post, where Raquel Infant is is open, but at the very last second, Diana Gomes sacrifices her body, flies in, and gets a deflection, deflecting it away. For what should have been another corner. However, referee Claudia Ribeiro this time, to the surprise of everyone, show she points for a goal kick. 30th minute. It is Darlene trying to get herself going as she has been for a long chunk of this match without touching the ball. She tries to create some space for herself. And upon doing that, she is fouled by Diana Gomes, by Diana Gomes. Ensuing free kick would be by Yasmin, an outswinger, and it it does find the hell the head of Raquel Infant, but her header is blocked by Diana Gomes, and the ball comes right back at Raquel and hit rests on her arm. Claudia Ribeiro whistles for handling the ball. Thirty third minute now, Jana wins an aerial duel with Nicole. Um, and Braga will keep the ball on that header as Vanessa turns. And Braga's captain finds Dolores. Dolores Silva, the former Atleti player, receives the ball with her back to goal, turns nicely, and takes the ball towards goal and shows her her class with an intelligent through ball right through three Befica players, right through Yasmin, Paulita, and Silvia. On to Shade Pratt's overlapping run. But the wingback cannot beat Danny to the ball as the Brazilian goalkeeper shows some excellent vision and anticipation and gets out and gets on the ball first, saving the Aguiers once again. We move to the 35th minute, a 50-50 ball in midfield. Comes to Chloe and Vanessa as they collide um, with both getting up slowly. Claudio Ribeiro gives the foul against the Canadian and in favor of the home side, the Guerreiras, the defending champions. 40th minute, we have another collision. This time, it is Catarina Amado colliding with Portugal international. Dolores Silva, as we said, the former Atletico Madrid midfielder, both going down. And this time, it requires the medical teams to be called onto the pitch as angry Braga fans begin to voice their displeasure with referee Claudio Ribeiro. Luis Andrade is having a very animated back-and-forth conversation. We can see him on the screen with his midfielder, Andrea Faria. Um, judging by the body language and the hand movement of both players, it was a, a <laughs> it was a equally divided conversation. And it watching that, it really stuck out to me. And watching her play, watching An- Andrea play, and as you know, for those of you that listen to the Befica Rewind, the Befica Old School Watch Along. Um, a while back where this very same Luis Andrade played for Befica there in 2001. There's a lot of similar. It's striking how many how much similarity there is in their games. Andrea very much looks like her coach out there, like her coach used to, I should say. And I would imagine that they have a very a very close um and clearly open uh coach and player relationship as you can see the dialogue is going back and forth as as he's giving instructions and she's giving rebuttals and they're working out the adjustments that need to be made on the pitch. And in the 45th minute, it is Darlene breaking down um, breaking down the inside right channel and she attempts a cross for the on-running Chloe in front of goal, but the goal queen, the scoring queen, Darlene's cross, it, it, gets, it comes off the wrong part of her foot and sails over the bar as the captain is is very frustrated with her performance visibly in this first half. And that um, would be the final chance of the half is at 41, 45, excuse me, plus one. Claudio Ribeiro will whistle for halftime and the teams retreat to the, to the team room with the score nil-nil at the Primeiro de Mayo. 
Um, a few thoughts looking back at this first half. Uh, it was a fairly even match with Benfica, uh, excuse me, with Braga getting the better of the first 20 minutes and Benfica settling in and and gradually taking over the play and, and getting the better of the, the final 20 minutes. I also noted Braga less physical than we've seen in past matches um, and surprisingly creating some real good offense um, from open play as well. They're moving the ball better than we've seen. Um, Delors is really, you can see that the adjustments have been made. Um, a huge improvement from when we saw her back in in early September in the Super Cup as she had just arrived at the team or just returned to the team from her, from her time at Atletico Madrid. And... Um, really, really brings a lot of quality to this Braga team, and they look like a better side than they were three months ago. Um, Darlene, however, vert is virtually absent um, in this match, unable to link up the midfield to the attack, something she does so well. And, you know, she is the key player on our side and, ha and had very, very few touches on the ball. Also missing from a lot of the action, I noted, was Pauleta, the Spaniard normally pulling all the strings in midfield, normally directing all the traffic. But the Minu side have pressed well in Benfica's defensive third, causing more and more direct play from Benfica. Not Benfica's MO, not this team's style of play, but it's being forced by a worthy opponent here in this in this Sporting Braga, um, showing their colors as champions, showing you know that they deserve the respect of a champion, and they're not allowing Paulita to start out the attack, or even Andrea Faria, for that matter, also not able to link up at all. Um, only a few long balls from each of them. Uh, one clear-cut chance to each side, but also um, some really good proactive reading of the play by Benfica's goalkeeper Danny Newhouse uh, in goal, um, and she has prevented... She prevented, I should say, a lot of further opportunities for the defending champions and helping Benfica uh, continue at nil-nil when they were being, you know, outplayed for first stretches of that match. And we'll take a quick little break, and we will come back with the second half, okay? So we will review the second half on the other side. This is Mr. Benfica. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinu, and I'll see you right back on the other side. Welcome back to episode 43 of Mr. Benfica. Match review of the Benfica women's match on the road at Braga. Round 11 of the Liga BPE. Alright, so we just finished up the first half. As we get ready to start the second half, we return to the Primeiro de Mayo as night has fallen. The rain is still driving. Neither team uh, will make a substitution at halftime. Neither manager deciding to go to the bench. Um, Benfica will kick off to get the second half started as Nicole touches backwards to Darlene, whose first touch is long and diagonal down the left flank for Chloe, who pressures and forces Pratt to play the ball out for a throw in deep in Braga's end. Um, 48th minute, it's Yasmin tries a long-range left-footed effort at goal on a direct kick that resulted from a foul suffered by Andrea. Mary Horahan easily catches the ball as the shot is right at her from quite some distance. We move to the 50th minute, and Chloe runs with the ball down the flank. He cuts into the right foot. From about 20 yards out, and she has an effort with her right foot, but bends the ball the wrong way as it bends outward rather than bending towards the far post and doesn't treble Horahan at all as the Irish woman watches it go well wide. 51st minute, Hannah Keane fouls Yasmin climbing. Uh, clumsily, excuse me, clumsily near the sideline in Benfica's end. 
commentator then, and this this was a, a little bit of a comedic uh, moment in the broadcast as the commentator refers to Hannah Keen as a piñero <laughs> and points out <laughs> piñero translating to a pine tree. He called her a pine tree saying she... <laughs> He points out that she has virtually no technical ability, these are his words, but her size and strength make her the focal point of Braga's attack. Harsh words, but you've heard me criticize her too before, as I really see, I'm sorry, I see nothing at all in this American player, but I do know, I know some of my... uh, some of my American colleagues um, would drool over a player like this. You know, uh, the the quote that you'll hear from some coaches here in the United States, and they like a player like Hannah Keen because they'll say she'll lower her head and run into a brick wall if you ask her to. Me personally, that's not the kind of player. I, I want my player to be able to think a little bit better than that. Um, yes, she works very hard, but uh, she's – does not look very talented at all. I'm sure she had. She was one of the best here in the United States to even get to this level. Um, she's probably one of the best players in her birth year. But it, it really doesn't look like it. It's really a, a caricature uh, of the typical American player, especially from a, a, an era that's now gone by in which um, you know size and strength was, was enough in the women's game to get you by. It's not anymore. That's why she plays for Sporting Braga and why she's not playing either in the NWSL or why she's not playing in, in the French League or in, in, the, in the women's premiership in, what is it called, the WSL in, uh, in England. There's a reason, and she's really not a, a good player at all. I'm sorry just to criticize someone so harshly, but... Uh, an absolute tank on the field, but in terms of playing ability, brings very little. It's 52nd minute. It's Katerina Amadou carrying in transition. She plays wide to Diane, who then tries to return the pass to Amadou, but miss hits it right to a Braga player. And it's Vanessa interrupt, intercepting excuse me, the pass. Vanessa March, that is, plays the ball to Agatha Filippa, who breaks in on on the counterattack. Because defensive line retreats and retreats as she carries. And Agatha continues to carry, continues to carry, waiting for someone to commit. As Sylvia finally steps, Agatha dishes to Uchendu. Uchendu receives with her back to goal, but uses her first touch to turn onto her left foot and fires a rocket, but it's right at a well-positioned Danny Newhouse, who did very well to step forward quickly and cut the shooting angle. And the rebound is cleared safely by Pauleta. And yes, on the surface, it looks like a very easy save because it's right at her. But if you watch that closely and if you understand what you're watching, it's a fantastic job of goalkeeping by Danny to put herself in position so that the shot is right at her. She steps out just right, goes to the right exact spot so that the angle is completely cut. If she's a step and a half back, that ball could have been out of her reach. Very good bit of, of goalkeeping. Very good footwork from the Brazilian goalkeeper guarding the the net for Benfica. 59th minute now. It's Yasmin with an in-swinging corner right into traffic at the goal mouth. But Horahan's outstretched arms get to the ball first. And it is double-fisted away to safety. A double punch, if you will. Double-fisted punch. The ball goes away to safety. 60th minute. And it is Luis Andrade uh, deciding to go to his bench first in the 60th minute at the hour mark. He brings in Jace, uh, the player you know you would have expected to start. He brings her in, replaces surprising starter Katerina Amadou, and right off the bat, one minute later, Darlin plays Jace down the right flank. The Brazil World Cup veteran cuts towards goal on the dribble, beats a defender, squares the ball for the on-running Darlin, but the scoring queen's effort is just a tad high as Benfica nearly go ahead. And Benfica can feel themselves getting control of the match now as it seems like the pressure and the the tempo of Sporting Braga is starting to, to drop. Perhaps they are tiring out on the heavy pitch and they, they used a lot of effort and a lot of 
of of high work rate in the first hour to pressure Benfica on the ball and perhaps their fitness is not where it, it needs to be to play that kind of, of match. But then again, it's very, very difficult for anyone to play at that tempo and to play with that kind of pressure for 90 minutes. 62nd minute. Uchendu uh, falls alone and stays down. The Nigerian uh, is down in agony as Braga's medical team tends to the Nigerian World Cup star. The rain hasn't let up. As you can see, it just pelting her as she's on the ground in pain. And it continues to drive hard. The rain that is at the Primeiro de Mayo. We move to the 64th minute just two minutes later. Chloe runs a diagonal at pace from the center to the right and tries her luck at a shot across her body. Very hard shot to to perfect. Very hard to get any power behind as she's running at her right and then uses her right foot to come all the way across her body and shoot towards her left side to the goalkeeper's right. Uh, it goes along the ground from 25 yards out and it is no trouble for the Ireland international 65th minute, Hannah Keen now retre uh, retreating into midfield and wins the ball and begins to run into Benfica's half of the middle third, but she's quickly cut down from behind by young Andrea Faria, the 19-year-old with a slide tackle from behind. Really could have been uh, a very dangerous decision from the young player, from the inexperienced young player. And referee Claudio Ribeiro goes to her pocket and it is a yellow card for Andrea Faria. And the moment that card is pulled, Benfica captain Darlene right in referee Claudio Ribeiro's face. And pointing out that the same exact scenario, the same exact tackle has played out many times in the other direction. And that the referee is yet to caution the home side. She is dis <laughs> her, her calls are quickly dismissed by the referee as she shoes away Benfica's captain. We go to the 66th, and it is Vanessa March taking the subsequent free kick, dropping the ball right onto the penalty spot, but Dani is out well again, and she punches the ball clear. Chloe chases down the loose ball, and we're going to listen to it play out right here as it sounded on BTV. Atenção, bem marcado, Dani com os punhos a afastar, era perigoso. Ali não há que inventar, é jogar prático e, e tem estado muito bem a Dani ali também a sair dos postos. E atenção agora, Darlene na condição, espera por alguma colega, Jayce não está fora de jogo, ganha na força, vai para o remate e ao golo! Marca Jayce no primeiro de maio e está feito o mais difícil, aqui está... A solução estava no banco. Geis é, é impressionante. É, é uma potência. Ganha ali no, no físico o adversário. E depois ainda tem força para aquele remate colocadíssimo. Condução de Darlene. Aqui a rotação de Geis. E depois o golo. Agatha Filipa bem podia tentar agarrar. Mas este remate é um remate espetacular. E está feito o primeiro. É, um belo movimento ofensivo do Benfica. Protagonizado aqui pela capitão Darlene. A, a abrir ali completamente o caminho e depois a endossar a Geise que fez o resto e o resto é, é ainda muita coisa é, é aquela rotação é, espantosa que, que a Geise faz e que tira do caminho a Agatha Filipa e depois o remate portentoso com grande convicção eu diria com toda a determinação para o fundo da rede defendidas por Mary Oriá, que desta feita nada podia fazer. Geis então a marcar uh, o primeiro da partida. And as you heard there, Chloe with the ball plays the square ball to Darlene, who turns up field, looks and runs at pace for about 40 yards in transition before she finally plays it in to Jace. On the right side of the penalty area, Jace takes a touch past Agatha Filipa and fires a low, hard, right-footed shot to the far post, beating Horahan and making it 1-0. That's Jace in the 67th minute. It's 1-0 to Benfica. And if you understood Portuguese, like you heard the commentator say there, the hardest part was done at that point. The first one is the hardest. And you could see some of the life just be sucked out of Sporting Braga at that moment. And um, Benfica would... would 
would feel the relief, if you would, as you could see it on their faces as well, as they finally, in the 67th minute, get on the board and go ahead. However, in the 68th minute, Braga nearly draw level immediately as Vanessa has a header that goes just wide of Danny's left-hand side. It goes just wide, just missing the post by a matter of inches. 69th minute, and Miguel Santos goes to his bench. It is the Cameroonian Machia coming in for American Denali Mernin as Miguel Santos decides to make a tactical switch here, bringing on an attacker for his his undisputed holding midfielder. The American didn't look too happy about being pulled. However, any coach... Any coach anywhere on the planet really is going to make that change in that scenario. And uh, the the American there, Denali Mernin, not really a factor in this match. A couple of fouls, but really not the same factor she was in the Super Cup either. As perhaps perhaps uh, perhaps Braga's, uh, Braga's possession, as they possessed a bit more and, and attacked a bit more, Perhaps it took away from what she does well as a defensive midfielder and making you not recognize or, I should say, not notice um, in the same way the effort of the six-foot-tall holding midfielder. We're in the 70th minute. Uchendu is brought down at the edge of the penalty area by Andrea Faria. Braga's players immediately are her, are surrounding the referee, looking for a second yellow to be shown to Benfica's young Portuguese midfielder. Luis Andrade, no doubt, sweating it there as he, he's he got to be thinking about getting a substitute ready before he finds his squad down a player um, after a sending off. Uh, the ensuing free kick, however, would be wasted by Agatha Filipa whose effort would be way wide. In the 74th minute now, Benfica would bring on a sub. Luis Andrade opts not to take off Andrea Fria, opts instead to take out a, a striker. He subs off Nicole, replaces her with the midfielder Ana Vitoria, Brazilian for Brazilian, uh, or I should say Brazil Youth International for Brazil Youth International. And changing the dynamic of Benfica's lineup now as they go into more of a, as he looks to solidify the midfield, I should say, and to reinforce it a bit, um, he he opts keep, to keep Andrea in, as I said, um, for the time being, and moves Darlene to Nicole's position and goes with three traditional center mids with Ana Vitoria joining Andrea and Pauleta in that three-player midfield. In the 76th minute, Yasmin is fouled hard by Uchendu. And again, Claudio Ribeiro opts not to caution the Braga players, causing Luis Andrade to absolutely lose his mind for a moment. He absolutely loses his cool on the fourth referee as Braga fans begin to respond by taunting the Benfica manager. 77th minute, though, after a series of short passes, Andrea will switch it wide to Diane at the right at the touchline, and she would play it forward. And let's hear how this played out again, courtesy of BTV. Sporting Braga, corajosos. Muita chuva. André Faria. Diane. Atenção, Ana Vitória consegue segurar. Dá para Jays. Vai virar, vai para o segundo Jays. E é penalti. É penalti, só pode, sei que ser penalti. Só pode, foi agarrada, deu ainda ali, aparentemente ali uma, um momento, um instante para, para tentar perceber se o Jace tinha condições para, para rematar, mas não tinha, estava impedida de o fazer e fez bem, de facto, boa análise, boa leitura por parte bem, da, da árbitra. e com o João. Do jogo e da Arlena ali com a possibilidade de ampliar a vantagem do Benfica. Dani pede forças superiores. Vamos ver se essas forças chegam ao pé direito de Darlene. Concentração da capitã frente à irlandesa. Aqui um Brasil-Irlanda nos 11 metros. Vai bater e é o golo muito bem batido. Marca o Benfica, marca Darlene. Penalti ganho por Geise, 
e está feito o 2-0 e agora é um passo de gigante novamente and as you heard there Diane playing it to Ana Vitória who finds Jace with her back to goal Jace goes to turn on goal Jana, the Brazilian center back for Braga, grabs hold of her compatriot, goes for the ride, and brings down Jace in the penalty area. Claudio, Claudio Ribeiro points to the spot, although you heard the announcer jump the gun and shout penalty, or I shouldn't even say shout, he stated penalty before you even heard the whistle in that clip. Uh, I'm not sure if that is <laughs> a little bit of a miscue because he was watching on a monitor at a different speed than he was announcing, if he knew it was there, if he knew it was a penalty because he had already seen it or or something along those lines, or if he was just uh, that sure that it was a penalty kick. Uh, but he, anyhow, the referee does point to the spot, and then you heard the sound Darlene blasting it by... The Irish goalkeeper blasting it by Horahan. And the scoring queen notches her 17th of the season to the goalkeeper's right. No chance at all as it goes right into the corner. Befica leading 2-0 now. And the three points appear to be very much within reach now as the finish line in this match becomes visible for the leaders. The league leaders, I should say. 82nd minute, and it's Jace in a foot race with Diana Gomes. The Brazilian is there first and running at goal down the left with the ball on her preferred right foot. Will she cut in? Will she go left? She enters the area and decides to square to Darlene with the outside of her right foot. The captain then takes a beautiful touch to set up her shot, tries to pick out the roof of the goal. She fires, but just a few centimeters too high as the ball even kisses the top of the crossbar on its way over the goal. That would have finished it. That would have been it. That would have sealed the three points for Benfica. However, uh, it was not to be, and Braga still in this match, 86th minute. And Andrea is down as Benfica's medical team works on her left leg as Dolores hits an in-swinging corner into traffic at the goal mouth. The ball pings around back and forth like a pinball until it falls for Vanessa Marques, whose shot at goal is blocked on the goal line by Silvia Rebelu. Chloe then clears the rebound out for another corner and... Benfica again averting danger, um, very close to having the lead split in half. However, the subsequent corner there from Dolores looks like she had a, a go at goal as she sent her in-swinger straight into the side netting. In the closing moments now, the, the final instances of the match were in the 88th and Braga with a substitution. Regina comes on replacing Hannah Keane and Francisca replaces Uchendu. And I noted that Miguel Sanch takes off his main main real target in goal. Uh, his main aerial target, I should say, and his best player of the match, who was Ochendu, really was playing well. And interestingly, he takes them both off in the dying minutes. It's the 89th now, and Jace is whistled for a foul as she fights for a 50-50 with Agatha. Jace would hammer the ball past Horahan after the whistle, but obviously to no avail. Luiz Andrade would go to the bench in the 90th. As Brazilian midfielder Annalisa comes on for Andrea Faria. And Portuguese attacker Lucia Alves replaces the captain, Darlene. Darlene, then you hear the crowd start to 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 heckle a bit. And you see, you see the laughing on Darlene's face as she taunts the Braga fans on her way to the bench with some sort of a gesture. And you hear the fans reacting. And the captain gives a guilty laugh to her coach as they embrace. She is congratulated then by the manager um, for a well-played second half, a much-improved second half. 
Um, that would do it, however. At 90 plus 5, Claudia Ribeiro will whistle her, will blow her whistle three times for full time. And it is Braga nil, a Benfica 2 at the final whistle at the Primeiro de Maio. And Benfica stay perfect in the Liga BPE for the 2019-2020 season. And they close 2019 with an emphatic, important victory on the road against a title challenger. Uh, my final thoughts on this match here. Uh, the broadcast goes off the air, like I said, without any any graphic of final stats, without any interviews. Um, I unfortunately I don't think that's anything BTV can do about that. All those those images that all belongs to Canalones and BTV simply provides the voiceover um, after the fact. Of course, they they don't show the match live when the game is on the road. They show it uh, delayed. So this was this was played, uh, you know, hours after the game was actually aired on Canal 11. Luis Andrade's decision to bring on Jace at the the hour mark proves to be the pivotal moment of the match, as the match swung in Mefica's favor almost immediately, as the Brazilian World Cup veteran proved to be the difference in this match. Uh, she was the most influential player. You can call her the the woman of the match or the player of the match. Um, despite only playing a half hour, solid performance also from Danny Newhouse in goal, giving her an honorable mention as well for the player of the match. Um, as Benfica get three points against an improved Braga squad, a squad that did, you know, one round prior to this drop points to Orinense on the road. Um, however, they they. Um, they played much better in this game than they had in the previous two that I had seen them play against Benfica. Um, and Benfica have a few matches coming up. Um, on January the 12th, Benfica will play against Sporting at the Tipadinha in the inaugural Women's League Cup. That's what they did for this was they took first place and second place at the halfway point at the 11 round mark and put them against each other and called it the League Cup. Uh, hopefully this competition will evolve into an actual cup in the future. And now we are going to go to the standings in the Liga BP after 11 rounds. Top of the table, as we mentioned, is our girls is Benfica. 33 points from 11 matches. That's 11 victories, no draws, no defeats. 74 goals for one allowed. They're three points ahead of Sporting Club Portugal with 30 points, 11 matches played, 10 victories, one defeat. Of course, that was to us. That was to Benfica. Sporting with 54 goals scored, six allowed. Third is Braga on 25 points, eight victories, one draw, two defeats. F uh, Fofol, as they call them, football Benfica in fourth with... With 18 points, 6 victories, and 5 defeats, 24 goals for 20 allowed. Fifth is Maritimu with also 18 points. Maritimu also with 6 victories and 5 defeats. They're, they are behind on goal differences. They have 20 goals scored, 25 allowed for a minus 5 difference. Six is Istoril. Uh, 16 points, 5 victories, 1 draw, 5 defeats. 7th is Athletic Orinense on 14 points, 4 victories, 2 draws, 5 defeats. Valadarj Gaia is 8th with 13 points, 4 victories, 1 draw, 6 defeats. Club de Albergaria is 9th with, uh, with 3 victories, 2 draws, 6 defeats for 11 points. Ovarens is 10th, just above the relegation zone with 9 points. They got 2 victories, 3 draws, and 6 defeats. Kadima is 11th with 5 points, 1 victory, 2 draws, and 8 defeats. And they're 5 points ahead of bottom dwellers. Adush Frankush, Benfica's next opponent. Uh, they have no points, 11 matches, 11 defeats, 7 goals scored, 105 surrendered. Let's look at match day 12, uh, the next round, round 12. Athletic Urines has already 
played against Maritimu in this round. Uh, that match was played apparently on the 15th of September at the beginning of the season. Uh, Athletic Orienes won Maritimu 2. On January the 5th, we have Braga hosting Sporting in a match that could be uh, of much interest to Benfica if Braga can get a point and take some points from Sporting. Benfica can finally breathe at the top of the table and get some cushion. Benfica travel to Caldas de Reina to Aquinta do Boneca, a stadium I know very well. I should say a complex I know very well, not really a stadium. But they will be there to take on basement dwellers. Winless Adus Francos, Valadares de Gaia will host Kadima. And Albergaria will host Fofo. And then on the 11th of January, the round closes out with Overens hosting Istoril. The top scorers, all right, in this competition. The top three, Darlene of Benfica, is first with 17 goals. Benfica's, her teammate, her Canadian teammate, Chloe Lacasse, 15 goals. And Sporting's Raquel Fernandes is third with 13 goals and that closes the door those stats of course are brought to you by playmaker dot or I should say playmakerstats.com um, it is the only place I have found accurate and up-to-date stats on the Liga BPI as well as the the women's Taça de Portugal and the Taça de Liga Femininu it's all there that's www.playerstats.com Playmakerstats, excuse me, dot com. www.playmakerstats.com. Um, the only place I know of that you can find up-to-date and accurate stats for this league. And that, my friends, is going to close episode 43, the first episode of 2020 of the new decade. Just a few programming notes. Um, episode 43 was originally going to be a review of the men's match from the Taça de Portugal against Sporting Braga, the same Sporting Braga. Benfica, of course, won that match 2-1. to one. That was about 10 days ago. Um, I've decided not to even um, review that match as the time has elapsed. I was unable to do a podcast for much of the month of December. It was very difficult for me with my work schedule. Things have started to slow just a little bit. Um, I did have today, January the 2nd, entirely off. So I spent about six hours this morning (laughs) watching football, watching Benfica, and preparing future podcasts. Um, So I'm going to forego that match as Benfica have already been drawn into the quarterfinals against Hiuav in that match. That quarterfinal match is coming up on January the 15th. So um, there will be no podcast that covers that match with with Braga. All you need to know, PZ and my cousin Vinny with goals. Um, perhaps the weakest goal of the season from, from Vinicius uh, as he beats, you know, Braga's goalkeeper makes a bit of a mess there. Uh, and the ball trickles in for a goal. Um, enough, though, for Benfica to punch their ticket to the quarterfinals of the Taça de Portugal. Uh, Benfica out of the Final Four in the League Cup in the men's side also. Um, already pretty much eliminated going into the final group ga- stage match. Uh, a mostly reserve side played. It is what it is. Um, that's basically what that episode would have been. So I covered it there in the space of about two minutes. Um, the next episode, okay, I'm going to be working on pretty much right now uh as i promised you a decade of dominance uh, an end of the decade look back episode as we close a dominant decade for benfica um sort of an, a year-end episode but more of a decade-end episode episode um but i quickly found in doing the research which i've spent several hours on now uh that it will not it will not fit in one episode. There is absolutely no way. So episode, um, I'm going to hold off probably a week or so before releasing that episode. That would. Um, so episode 44 right now is looking like it will be a old school watch along, okay? And that will air on January the 5th because January the 5th is the 6th anniversary of the passing of Rey Ozebu, the king of Benfica. Uh, passed away on January the 5th of 2014 and a few days later Benfica entered the field at 
the Stadio de Luz with 11 Ozebus, the memorable 11 Ozebu match. We're going to watch that in Befica Old School Watch Along, okay? I'm going to watch that. I'm going to react to it. It's been years. I've never watched that match from beginning to end. I've seen most of it. Um, I remember at the time I wasn't able to watch it live because I was at training. Um, I was I was actively coaching at that time, and I didn't watch any matches live back then. Um, but we're, we're going to watch it, and I'm going to react to it Um you know, on the microphone for you. It'll be the second installment of an old school Benfica watch along. It'll be 2014 Benfica versus Porto, the Ozebu Memorial match, if you will. The match just days after the passing of the king. So that's what I expect to be the next episode. And then the decade of dominance look back. At least parts one and two will should drop shortly thereafter. And of course, don't forget we are going to review the big match this coming weekend. It is Benfica on the road at Vitoria Guimarães. A very tough, tough match. It's a match, no doubt, that Porto, our rivals, are watching, hoping to see us slip up and hoping to give them a little motivation as they head into their big match at the Alvalade this weekend. As it is, it is Porto. It is Sporting Porto. Excuse me. As we continue on in the Liga Nage. So stay tuned to this this space for any new developments. And of course we'll talk transfers as the transfer window is now open. Befica, as we said at the top of the show, already made a splash in the market. And there's more players I think that are going to be signed in this market. Um, This window I should say. So obviously we'll be keeping up to speed with that but no rumors we'll wait till things are official also i just wanted to again wish everybody a happy holiday a happy new year um a few goals i have for this new year for this 2020 is to i want to this is the first of hopefully 50 episodes that i want to put out this calendar year of 2020 i want to put out 50 episodes okay in addition i also want and plan to start a YouTube channel and start to produce some video content with some sp- if I have the spare time of course but even if it's sparingly I want to have that available and I'm also planning to purchase a URL to host a written component of the show as well a written a blog if you will um covering the team or just posting opinions or other types of pieces um and I'm also working on getting better with the software that I use and figuring out how to maybe have some guests on this show, maybe not to review matches. I kind of like the one-man format for match reviews, but I want to diversify a little bit um, in my portfolio, if you will, in in my body of work. And there's a lot of people I want to have some conversations on on a podcast with and hopefully bring all that together to make 50 episodes this calendar year. This is the first, so um, here's 249 more in 2020, hopefully. Again, uh, happy, happy new year to everyone. Um, thank you for for your support throughout 2019. Uh, this show has been downloaded in, I believe, 32 different countries at this point, and I'm completely blown away by that. Um, the the download numbers are much much higher than I uh, than I would have imagined, and I am looking for looking now to to grow that and by adding content and to add other components and other pieces uh, to this body of work, so that we can continue to bring English language coverage of Sport Lisboa Benfica to the English speaking world because I think sometimes the club forgets that you know after two or three generations um portuguese can be lost among people and you don't have to be portuguese to be a benfiquista that's the other thing i want to stress so i want my content to be for uh anybody who speaks english especially um to fall in love with this club the way i have and i'm looking forward to 2020 so um here's to a great new year here's to a new decade here's to benfica pelo benfica Hashtag we are Benfica. This episode was about the hashtag Inspiradores, the women's team. Thank you for listening. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinho. You can find me on Twitter, of course, at Benfica Mr. and on Instagram at Mr. Benfica. I will see you next time in episode 44. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and a great rest of the holiday season as we get ready to return to action in Portuguese football. Carrega Benfica.